0: Spirit of a Champion presents Encouraging Moments with Bobby Williams. Welcome to another encouraging moment. Hi, this is Bobby Williams, and I'm so glad you joined me today. I want to talk to you today about being successful in this life by doing what Jesus says. Don't be just a hearer of the Word. Become a doer of the Word, and that's what we're supposed to be is transformed by the empowerment of the Holy Spirit and the Scriptures in our lives to live the abundant life that Jesus promised us in John 10.10. This is such an exciting lesson today. But before we start, I wanted to praise God just a minute. He has been so good to us, hasn't he? Praise God. Glory to God. Glory to the Lamb. Glory to the Son of God. Glory to the King of Kings. Praise God for all of his blessings. Praise God for our health. Glory to God for his mercy, for his everlasting love, for his forgiveness for us. Praise Jesus Christ for His ultimate sacrifice of being slain for our sins, beaten for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. By His stripes, we are healed. Amen. Praise God for forgiving us for eternal life. Praise be to God for your home, your family, the food on your table, the hot shower you had this morning. Praise Him for the peace that He gives. Praise Him for His goodness. Praise Him for His understanding, His protection, His guidance, His authority over heaven and earth— Praise Him for the joy in your heart. Praise Him for His majesty. Praise Him for His creative power. Praise Him for the wisdom He gives us. When we need it, we have the wisdom of God. Praise Him for answered prayer. Praise Him for your church, for fellow saints. Praise Him for your pastor and your staff at your church. Glory to God for the Holy Spirit. Glory to God for His Word. Glory to God for His provisions. Amen and amen. I just think it's such an important thing sometime to take a minute and just praise God for His greatness and who He is. What a wonderful moment. The presence of God is upon us. So today I want to talk to you. You know, life can be very hard and very trying. It's easy sometimes to get your eyes, your mind, and your hearts on your daily problems like, you know, work and relationships and health issues and the worry of financial problems and get your eyes off the Lord. Our exciting message today is called Being Successful in This Life by Doing What Jesus Christ Says to Do. But what did Jesus say to do? Well, that's exactly what we're going to be talking about. So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I just ask a major blessing on the life of the individual and individuals that are listening today. Someone out there needs a blessing of God, and that's what this is all about. This message will change their life, and it's exciting message that you've given us about doing your word and doing what you say and being obedient. And that way, we can be blessed coming in and going out. Father, thank you for your presence. Let anything that I say that comes from my heart and my lips be be glorifying to you and bless our audience today in Jesus name. Amen. I hope you have your Bible with you. James 1, 19 through 27. James 1, 19 through 27. And so it's in the back of your Bible and we'll be reading this word. It's called listening and doing. Verse 19. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry, because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent, and humbly accept the Word planted in you, which can save you. Do not merely listen to the Word, and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in the mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But... Whoever looks intently into the perfect law, the word of God, that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. Now, remember that verse right there, verse 25. You might want to write that down, James 1, 25, because that is the blessing of God. He promises to bless us, not for just hearing the word, but doing the word. Verse 26, those who consider themselves religious, and yet do not keep a tight rein on their tongues, deceive themselves, and their religion is worthless. Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress, and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. Amen. What a great story this is about listening and doing from the Lord. So this brings me to my first point today. Do you remember when you got saved? Do you remember when you were born again? Do you remember the date and the day, the time, what you were doing? Were you in church? Were you at a revival? Did a person help lead you to the Lord? If you remember that date and time, and I rejoice with you, you're born again. But if you've never accepted Christ as your personal Savior, don't worry. Just do it today. I'm telling you, Mark 1, 14 and 15 says, After John was put in prison, Jesus went into Galilee proclaiming the news news of God. The time has come, he said. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ. And to be saved, all you have to do, say, Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. I know you died on the cross for my sins. I know your blood shed for me to cover my sins and to make me holy and acceptable to God. And so I just ask, Father, that you would accept me that you would be the Lord of my life. I know you were raised from the dead, and you were the one true God. And so I'm asking you, Father, to come into my heart in Jesus' name. And if you say those words, then, friend, you have been saved. And, of course, we want to do what Jesus says. And if you haven't been baptized, then you get in a church, a biblically sound church, a church that loves you, a church where the Holy Spirit reigns, and you get baptized And if you have any questions on that at all, you can connect with me on Facebook, you know, Bobby Williams, Encouraging Moments, Facebook, just go through Messenger and connect with me. And if you don't have anywhere to be baptized, we'll find you a place to get baptized. So the first thing to do to change your life, to be a new creature in Christ, to be able to hear what God says, to be able to understand what the Bible means and says You have to be born again, Jesus said. So number two, success is hearing God's word and doing what it says. Remember James 1, 22. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. And so, so many people have tough times in their life and they don't know why. It's because they're not focusing on God's word and they're not doing what What Jesus says, the Bible is full of principles and understanding of the way we should live. Remember what it said back in the word here in James 1 verse 23. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in the mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. There are people running around today, even Christians, that don't open the Bible, and when they don't open the Bible, they don't know how to live because they don't know what the Word says. And so I can only tell you in my own Christian life that the way God worked with me and worked everything out was my will was very strong, and sometimes God would come to me and said, you're not right on this. The way you're thinking right now is not correct. And I had a strong will. And he said, search the scriptures, look what it says. And so I did, and I found out I was wrong. And I went to God, and I surrendered my will over that situation that I was in. And he said, now look at it this way. You need to look at the Bible, you need to study the Bible, and you need to do what it says. And so I learned over these many, many, many years how to surrender my will to Christ's mind every single day. I want to do what God says to do. And remember in verse 21, it says, therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. You know, when you are born again, God comes and gives you this unbelievable love into your heart and he plants his word in your heart through the scriptures and through the Holy Spirit. And that brings me to my next point is that success to obey God's commands comes from the Holy Spirit, Romans 8 9 says, "'You, however, are not in the flesh, "'you're not in the world, but in the Spirit, "'because when you were born again,' God sent his spirit, and that spirit lives inside of you, guiding you. He's an advocate. He's telling you what to do if you'll listen. He helps you to understand the scriptures. He guides your paths. He's a comforter. And that's found in John 14 that Jesus said, I'm going to have to go away, but you should be happy because I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit's job is to teach you what the scriptures say and convict you so that you will do what it says. Listen to this. The Holy Spirit in you after you've been born again empowers and enables believers to obey the teachings and commands of Christ. That's my whole point. Of this point is success to obey God's commands comes from the Holy Spirit. I can't do it in my own power, but since God lives inside of me, since I've been born again and I'm being transformed day by day to the mind of Christ, to the heart of Christ, I'm being changed and you are too, then we can hear God through the Holy Spirit. And he will tell us what these scriptures mean and what we should do. Number four is our obedience to do what God says is motivated by our newly implanted love from God. I don't do these things. I don't give you encouraging moments every day because I have to. It's because I have this fountain of love that God gave me, and I love him so much. I want to do what he's telling me to do, and I've been called to be an encourager for you and thousands and millions of others, and I want to do a great job at that because I love the Lord, and I know you love the Lord, and you can tap into that love from the Lord because he planted it into you. God says that our old stony hearts are removed and replaced with hearts that are tender towards God, because He gives us His love. That's in Ezekiel 11:19 through 20. My old stony heart, what do I mean by a stony heart? It means that my will was so hardened that I wouldn't allow God, I wouldn't kneel to Him, I wouldn't do the things that He wants to do. Some people are stuck in this situation where they do about 80% of what God wants, but they have places in their life, I call them strongholds, that they will not do what God says to do. I'll give you a real quick one. Maybe somebody out there right now is harboring unforgiveness. Now, you in your mind might think, this is right, because they did me so wrong. They were terrible to me. They were treacherous to me. They were so abusive to me, I can never forgive them. But if you'll take yourself before the mighty God and look in the scriptures, Jesus' disciples came to Jesus and said, how many times should I forgive my brother? And Jesus said, not seven times, but seven times seventy. So, We're supposed to forgive these people over and over and over and over again. Now, it doesn't seem natural. In the natural, it seems like it's not the right thing to do. You know, you might not want to do that. But when you realize that Christ said this word in the Bible and it's truth, you know, the Bible is all truth and Jesus is all truth. So if I follow that, what happens as soon as you forgive those people? All of that hurt and that pain drops off of you and the worry and all that stuff. The anger, it drops off of you because you have been made whole because you're following the Lord Jesus Christ. There's many other places in the Bible about different things. And all I'm saying to you is success in life is by knowing the Scripture, being empowered by the Holy Spirit to understand it, and wanting to do God's will because He has lavished His love on you when you were born again. Number five, success comes because we are made New creations in Christ. You know, when you're born again, Second Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation the old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. And of course, the new has come because God has invaded your life and he wants to have a spiritual fire in you that will change your life by not just hearing the word of God, but doing what he says. Amen and amen. Number six, you will be blessed with much success by doing God's word. By following it and doing what he says, James 1.25, but whoever looks intently into the perfect law, that's the Bible, that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. God's going to bless you. This is the part that's so important about this lesson. This is the main part of this lesson, so I hope you get it. I hope it really challenges you to understand that if we will do what God tells us to do, our lives will be blessed and those around us will be blessed. We will become a major blessing to others. And he says, I'm going to reward you for it, and that's the truth. So think about the problems that people have today. How many of your friends have been so down and depressed they've been fixated on the news and all these things? Now, listen, I'm a realist. I understand that those things are really true, and, you know, those things are out there, and you need to pay attention. You need to be up with current events, and I'm up with current events, and you have to be not worried about it, but you have to be concerned. There's a difference in worry and concern. There's many things that you can do in this world that you can do yourself with God's help. And really, there's nothing that you and I control at all. And that's what I'm saying is, you know, if you turn away from those things of the world and you turn to Christ and you turn wholly to Christ, you know, how much time have you really been spending in your Bible lately to change your mind and to change your heart on some of these subjects There's so many subjects that God wants to change you and I, but we have to be willing to pull His Word out and then do what it says to do. Here is a list of some of the things that you can do, just a few things, and I'm going to be real short with this, but love God first and then love your neighbor. Luke ten twenty seven. he answered, Jesus said, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. We're to be children of light in this darkened world. If you're fixated on CNN or Fox News, if you're fixated on your job or your career, if you're fixated on your troubles and your problems, if you never go to God and take anything to Him, you are going to have a roller coaster emotional life. But if you trust God and His Word, if you read the Word, if you bring it into your heart, and then you ask God to show you what it means, and then you do His Word, that principle will pay such big dividends. He will reward you. He will bless you. And you'll have peace and a fountain of joy and happiness in your heart. Like John 10:10 10, 10 says, Jesus said, I've come to give them life and give it abundantly to them. But you have to accept his word and you have to listen to God and you have to do what he says. That comes to our next thing. Read God's Word every day. Be sure to read the Word of God to be inspired every day. Then the next thing is be in prayer. Ask, seek, find. Jesus said this in Matthew 7, 7 and 8, Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asks receives, and he that seeks finds. And to him that knocks, it shall be opened to him. Now, here's a question for you. What are you worried about? What is it? I, I, I'll challenge you. Get a piece of paper out and write down all the things that you would like to see happen and then bring them before our holy God and pray in Jesus' name and ask him and seek his face and the door will be opened to you. 85% about everything that I pray for, God works it out and he answers my prayer. Now, the other prayers, there's some prayers that he absolutely says no to because he knows it's the best for me. And then sometimes, maybe down the line, he'll say maybe, and then maybe he'll say yes. But I keep praying. The big thing about this is Jesus himself said what? Ask, seek, and find. In other words, the door will be open if you ask. We have to take our problems and situations before the feet of God. Now, before you were born again, you really couldn't do this. But now, because Christ lives in you and you've been forgiven— and you're one of the saints, you're one of the sons and daughters of God, you have an entrance to the throne room of God, and you can ask Him for these detailed things, and He will help you. And then be a light of the world. We've kind of touched on this, but Matthew five sixteen says, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. I can only say about my life, again, I try to be a light everywhere I go. I try to give a good attitude. I try to give hope to others through the Bible. I try to give an encouragement, an inspiration to people. They're really down. The other day, Donna and I, my wife, we were in uh, Home Depot, and there was a girl that was waiting on us, and I could tell the door was being opened, real, you know, the big door behind her. She was at a cash register, and And it was cold, and that was blowing in on her. And she didn't look and feel really good, I don't think. And I said to her, I hope you have a wonderful day. And she said, I do too, because it's been really hard. I've worked three different shifts, and my life is just not good. I said, listen, God loves you, and we care about you. We'll be praying for you. And her eyes just lit up. And it was a moment there, and we've continued to try to encourage her as we've gone in there. And we're sharing the Word of God with her, too, as we go in. You may be the only encouragement in the world to someone you meet. Be an encouragement. Be an inspiration. Be a light to others. And Christ, they will see Christ in you, the love of Christ, and maybe they will come to God, and they will have a new spirit in them, a new heart, and they'll be like you and I, and they'll have a great life. Now James 1:27 this is something that you should do religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this to look after orphans and widows. Now you may know widows it may be your mom or your dad they've lost their other the spouse maybe your grandma or your grandpa and maybe a friend but now they're alone and they've been together with someone for years And now they're alone. They don't have the income they once had. They don't have uh, the relationship that they once had. A lot of people feel like a third party because, you know, couples usually go out with couples. They don't usually take one person out. And so they're lonely, and they want to talk to somebody, and they're usually older people. So be kind to those people. And if they need something, it's within your power. If they need some extra money, or they need some extra food, or they need a a ride somewhere, or they need to be taken to the doctor, look out for these people. And why should I say that? I'm not saying this. God is saying in His Word, Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress. Now, this is important to know, and it's important to do what the Bible says. And you're going to be blessed from it. You're going to be blessed a whole lot more than they are. And let's go to orphans. Now, that does say orphans, people that don't have mom and dad, but it also means people that might be a single mom with uh, several children, children and they they don't have enough to go around or maybe they're sad or maybe they don't have encouragement. Maybe you live next door to them. Maybe there's uh, an orphanage by you that you can take Christmas gifts or you can be an inspiration to people in that orphanage. Maybe you can send money in. Maybe you can bring dinner. There's so many things to do. And by the way, if you're having a pity party over where you're at right now, when you give back to someone, your pity party is over because you get blessed. You get blessed so big by doing Doing what God says. Trust me in this. Trust me in this. This is the inspired word of God. If you will hear it and then do it. Your life will be blessed so much. Take care of people that need your help in your life. God gives you these opportunities, and there's always this thing in your heart that says, oh, should I do it? Do I have the money? Do I have the finances to do this? Do it. Follow Christ. If the Holy Spirit is telling you to do it, step out in faith, and you will be so blessed because you were obedient to Christ, and that's what I'm saying to you. You do what the Word says, and you will be rewarded tenfold, hundredfold for your obedience to Christ. The other thing is give to the poor. Proverbs nineteen seventeen. whoever is kind to the poor lends to the Lord and he will reward them for what they have done. Again, we always give to the poor because the Bible says to give to the poor. It's very important to do what God says. And you know what? This has been such a blessing in our life. We work with the Bridge Ministries here in Nashville, and they feed 27,000 meals a year. And we're a small part of that, but we just love being part of that because, listen, all of us could end up under a bridge one day, and we want to have God's favor for doing the right thing. We want to be obedient because we love him. And he loves us and he gave his life for us. So we want to do for others. And the Bible says, and again, his word says, listen, Proverbs nineteen seventeen, whoever is kind to the poor lends to the Lord, and he will reward them for what they have done. So God rewards us for being obedient. I mean if you have a child that's wayward or doing the wrong things, you have to rebuke that child, you have to bring them back in line. And that's where you don't want to go as a Christian with the Lord. You want to just accept the word as truth, listen and hear that word, ask the Holy Spirit to let you understand it, and then do every day what God's telling you to do. The other thing is, if you're having a financial difficulty in life, I want to ask you a biblical question. It's not a Bobby question. It's a biblical question. Are you tithing 10% of all you make every month? And this is something I had to learn, and I just didn't know it. When I was a young man, I'm talking about under 20 years old, I just thought you just gave out of your own heart. Why? Because I didn't search the scriptures on that part. It wasn't very important at 18 or 19 years old to me. But when I met my wife, and we were sitting in church before we were married, I saw my wife when she was making very, very little money. Remember, she was 18 years old when we met, and she was probably making back then, this is 35, that's actually almost 40 years ago. So she was making about $6,500 at a bank as an 18-year-old teller. And uh I saw her, she witnessed to me because I saw her tithe her $6,500, you know, every 10% of that every week. And she didn't have much. And at the time, I was doing pretty good. I was in sales, and I was selling a lot of automobiles, and I was making quite a bit of money for the age I was in my early 20s. And uh, God spoke to me and said, you need to search the scriptures about this to be really successful in monetary financial matters. I want you to search it. So I searched the scriptures. I looked up Malachi. I looked up the New Testament, the Old Testament. And I found out that I was wrong. I needed to give God a tenth, and as soon as I did, started giving a tenth, and we've been doing it all these years. We've been married 35 years in May, (laughs) and we've been tithing ever since, and God has never failed us, and I'm telling you again, this is not my word. This is the word of God. If you'll do what I'm telling you to do. One of my friends called me up, and he said, I don't have the money to pay My rent in the next couple of weeks, if I don't sell something, I said, well, how much money do you have? He said, well, I've only got like $100 on me. I said, hey, take $5 or $10 of it and and send it to a church, your favorite church that you love. And see if God, that seed of faith, won't change your life. And he did. And as soon as he sent that in, he sold six cars in the next two days, paid his rent, and he's never looked back. He continued to do that and be obedient to the Word. And now he has a brand new home. His cars are paid for. He's, he's got financial strength in the market. And because the source of your strength should not be the world, it should be God. Everything in the Word is true, and if you'll do what the Word says, and you'll live by the principles of the Word and not the world, you will be successful. And how do I know that? Because I've been doing it for years and years and years, and God's Word is truth. The last thing I want to tell you is this. True success is about believing, loving, and obeying God. It is focusing on that which is eternal rather than on that which is temporary. It is being transformed by the work of God in our lives, minds, and hearts. It's doing what God says. So some of you have really been challenged today, I'm sure, and you're thinking about, well, how can I do better? And I'm just saying, hey, get into the Word of God, study it, listen to the Holy Spirit, and do what God says. Test Him out in this. Test Him out in every area that I've gone through that and see if your life isn't much better. I love you in the Lord, and I'm so excited we had this time together. Let me pray for you right now as we go. Dear Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for this lesson of being successful in life means that if we hear the Word of God, we must be doers of the Word of God. We must do what Jesus says. Lord, let us step out on faith this week. And let us do what you tell us to do through the Holy Scriptures. Let us live by your word. Let us not live by the world. Let us do everything that you tell us to do. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. I'm so excited to be here with you today. Until next time, be encouraged. Thank you for listening to Encouraging Moments with Bobby Williams. For more Encouraging Moments, go to spiritofachampion.com or join us on Facebook at Encouraging Moments with Bobby Williams.